This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. You are entering the Blaze Threat Ops Center. This is a secure space. All outside comms are down. Prepare to receive the Buck Brief. We're joined now by Hassan Hassan. He is a resident fellow at the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy, also co-author of Inside ISIS. Uh, thank you very much for calling in, Hassan. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, so talk to me a bit about your piece here in the New York Times, The Islamic State After Mosul. We know that there's this major offensive going on right now. It looks like it's just a matter of time before ISIS loses its grip on this major city. We've been covering it here on the show. What happens after ISIS loses Mosul? Well, I mean, ISIS has been talking for uh, about five months about what they're going to do after Mosul, after they lose uh, the territory. Uh, well, you know that, you know, uh, Mosul is very important for ISIS. It's the uh, city where Abu Bakr Baghdadi, uh, you know, came out and, uh, and announced the caliphate from a mosque, a very iconic uh, 12th century mosque there. So it's a very important area, uh, you know, a stronghold for for the group. Uh, but they say even if they lose uh, their territory in Mosul and elsewhere, they still have a plan. They can retreat into the desert. They have a plan called Inhiyaz, which is a temporary retreat. So the Inhiyaz means that they're going to pull back. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, correct. I mean, it's it's, it's a complicated. It's, it's, they've been talking about this for for a while. And it's basically um, they they say we we've we've seen this movie before, uh, you know the Americans Amer- Americans are going to fight us, and uh, if they succeed in driving us out of the major cities, the urban centers, we can retreat into the desert areas in uh, near Mosul, west of Mosul, all the way to Anbar. This is our area. This is the area we know very well. And we did it before in 2007. And if we uh, were driven out of uh, uh, the urban centers, that's not the, that's not the end of the story. It's uh, just the beginning of a new cycle. It's the beginning of a new campaign uh, by ISIS to go after the people that fought, uh, people who fought them, whether they're Iraqis or fellow Sunnis or, and so on and so forth. And they say it's going to be a temporary retreat. It's not going to last for forever. And this is not uh, this is not the defeat. Uh, they they're going to go back. And so they'll some some of them will go back into Syria. My understanding is they've actually already been sending 
like the families of many of these ISIS fighters have been sent back to Raqqa, right? So their families are away. That means the fighters that are still in Mosul and they, the estimates are what, three to 5,000, something like that inside of, of the city and in the surrounding areas. Correct. They will fight it out till the end, but eventually with 100,000 security forces of all different kinds surrounding the city, they're, they're going to lose. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they go away as a threat it, on the Iraqi side of the border, never mind the Syrian side, which I want to ask you about in a second. They'll just go into counterinsurgency mode, which many of these individuals have either learned from, uh, I would assume, the, the stories of or perhaps even firsthand experience of, in, in, or not counterinsurgency, insurgency mode uh, against U.S. forces. I mean, some of them are probably veterans of, you know, of car bombings in Mosul from years ago. Absolutely. I mean, ISIS, since its existence in 2014, it has been mostly an insurgent organization. It wasn't uh, a caliphate until 2014. So uh, the organization, uh, in, in the sense that it's a caliphate, it's a, it's a, governing, uh, it's a governing body or, a, uh, or, or an idea that, uh, that wants to establish the caliphate and so on and so forth, this, is only, this has been here for two years. What they know best is insurgency. So once they go back to the insurgency mode, uh, they hope that they're going to survive uh, in the same way that they survived before. So, you know, the trouble now is what we hear in media and what we're trying to highlight here is that uh, this is not, you know, you're, we're following Mosul and it's going to be a great story if Mosul is retaken from ISIS. It's going to be uh, an opportunity to rebuild uh, Mosul and uh, provide an alternative for the organization. But I think we're kidding ourselves because the, or, the Iraq is not ready to fill the void. It's not even willing to fill the void. Uh, the, the government in Baghdad, they're not, they're not doing enough. They haven't done enough uh, before uh, and during the campaign in Mosul to make sure that the, once ISIS is driven out of Mosul, uh, there are people, there are forces, there are local forces who are willing and able to fill the void. That's the key word here. Because if you don't do that, uh, Mosul and northern Iraq and northern Syria are going to turn into uh, sites for competing and conflicting agendas. Uh, different forces, different ethnicities and different sects want to try to uh, take control of these areas and use them as uh, spheres uh, of influence. And ISIS is going to exploit that because what we know uh, about ISIS is that it's very good at uh, political tradecraft than military tactics. So they're going to exploit the situation. They're going to create more divisions. And the divisions, divisions uh, in fact, are already taking place. There are more uh, Iraq today is more fractured than ever before. What's happening on the Syrian side of the border? Mosul is getting so much attention right now because of its importance. It's a large city. It's been held by, by ISIS for over two years. Uh, on the Syrian side of the equation, though, we know that the, there were Kurdish militias that were taking some territory from ISIS. There's the Jabhat al-Nusra al-Qaeda franchise still active there. There's all this fighting going on in and around Aleppo. What is what is sort of the, the, the status right now of, of the civil war going on in Syria and ISIS's role in that? You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is another mess, and this also adds to uh, the ability of ISIS, the potential uh, of ISIS to go back and operate. Because before, it had Iraq. Now it has Iraq and Syria, both uh, conflict areas. Both uh, have a deep vacuum that's not going to be filled anytime soon. 
and you have all these forces, the, the Kurds and the Arab forces, the Sunni forces opposed to Bashar al-Assad and the Kurds, also a third force in the Syrian, uh, in the Syrian insurgency in the sense that they're not uh, with Bashar al-Assad or with the opposition. And they're fighting it out also in the north. And you have Turkey as well. It has problems with the rise of the PKK uh, or PKK-affiliated groups in both Iraq and Syria. This is a major uh, problem for uh, a NATO ally uh, that wants to make sure that if you're uh, getting rid of ISIS, that the PKK, which is, a, which is designated as a terrorist organization by both the U.S. and Turkey, uh, not to take uh, over uh, in the areas that ISIS is expelled from. Uh, so it's uh, these. I mean, it's it's really important to look into Iraq and Syria as one uh, theater rather than as two different uh, theaters. And people in the region, people in Iraq, in Syria, and in the region see Iraq and Syria as uh, interconnected and linked more than the Americans do. Now, Bashar al-Assad, in a piece here in in the New York Times today, I was just reading from your editorial from uh, from last week about the Islamic State after Mosul. Peace in the New York Times is that Assad is unrepentant and expects to rule Syria until 2021. That's probably a pretty accurate prediction. When you say Hassan, it looks like he's not going anywhere. I think he has a point, yes. He, uh, I think the Syrian rebels, the regional backers of the Syrian opposition... Uh, don't have high hopes that Bashar Assad is going away anytime soon. Uh, I think that's a, a fact they accept. Uh, that doesn't mean the conflict is ending, because there are other options. People try to uh, cling to their areas of control, uh, but it's it's a, it's a reality. Do you think that the the civil war in Syria is going to sort of churn on at different levels of intensity? For, for just many years to come? Is it, is it analogous to what happened in, on a much bigger scale in terms of the populations, the size of the country and everything? But what, the civil war in Lebanon raged on from 1975 to 1990, roughly 15 years? Is Syria just going to be in a constant state of factional fighting for the years to come? Or do you, do you see this reaching some form of, of ceasefire and stalemate within the next you know year or two? Yeah, I mean, the... Uh, just like I said, I think it's going to be only intensifying. In fact, it's going to get worse because you have new conflicts emerging uh, in Syria in some areas. You have some areas are becoming more um, uh, quiet, calm than before, uh, like in western Syria, in southern Syria. But in the rest of Syria, I think that the situation is going to get worse. Uh, you have uh, areas that are being retaken from ISIS. You don't know what's going to happen there. There are deep and growing um, tension between the, the Kurds and the, the Arab populations in the north because the Kurds want to control these areas and they, are, they want to dominate. So you have all these kind of small games happening inside Syria, but also the great games outside. Uh, Turkey uh, has, uh, is focusing on the Kurds. Uh, Russia wants to... Uh, disseminate the opposition uh, and, and the United States standing by is not doing enough to make sure that uh, there is an alignment uh, alignment in, in terms of international approach to the Syrian Syrian conflict. So some people actually in Syria see that the fact that the grand, the, the great powers are becoming more influential inside Syria 
Um, these include Russia and Turkey, uh, less uh, the United States, but certainly the United States when it comes to the fight against ISIS in eastern Syria. That this is actually a good sign because these are the great powers can agree on a grand, uh, uh, you know, a plan uh, to resolve the Syrian conflict. But I I see something else is happening, which is these uh, small scale, low intensity conflicts that are taking place and growing in some parts of Syria. And these these are a direct result of the campaign against ISIS because uh, you uh, you know uh, the international community is, is allowing. Uh, certain forces to gain from the fight against ISIS uh, to achieve their own cynical agendas. Hassan Hassan is the uh, co-author of ISIS Inside the Army of Terror. It's a fantastic book. It's uh, Michael Weiss and Hassan Hassan. Also, he is a fellow at the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy. Hassan, great to have you on. As always, really appreciate your time today. Thank you, sir. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.